0: United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Immigration is certainly a big issue here in the United States, a very contentious issue, uh, how many people to let in, what to do with them when they're here. Uh, It's also a contentious issue in Europe. And uh, many of the the refugees who are going to Europe go through Libya, from North Africa and the Middle East. And Nancy Lindborg, the president of the U.S. Institute of Peace, was recently in Tripoli and uh, took a look at the migrant issue there. And uh, she joins us now, Nancy good talking with you as always
1: good morning Kent how are you
0: okay Uh, so tell us about your your trip to uh, to Libya uh, and what what you found and and uh, did anything particularly surprise you
1: yes well I was in uh, both Tunisia and Libya uh, two weeks ago and Libya of course is the epicenter for the migrants who are passing from Africa the Middle East and even uh, South Asia into Europe and you know it's it's a it's an interesting mix of lawlessness and wealth. You still have remnants of the oil economy, but pervasive is a sense of insecurity and what we're seeing is you know it is continuing to be this portal of misery where migrants are taking enormous risks in search of a better life and and escaping poverty or violence um, and many of them taking a risk that still leads to death at sea before before reaching Europe. So even though the overall rates of migration into Europe have decreased, they will continue as long as smuggling in Libya remains such a big business. And the lack of governance and the lack of any kind of controls inside Libya um, just continue those smuggling routes uh enable those routes to continue
0: and I want to talk with you about that, the business aspect of this in just a moment. But, but first, I wanted to, to uh, pass along this story that I had seen on the NBC website. An aid group has accused Libya's Coast Guard of abandoning a woman and a toddler to their deaths in the Mediterranean Sea after intercepting 160 Europe-bound migrants. Uh, Proactive Open Arms, a Spanish rescue group, said it found three people amid the drifting remains of a destroyed boat 80 nautical miles from the coast of Libya. It said one woman uh, was found alive, another dead, along with the body of a t- toddler. And the organization posted images and videos of the wreckage and the bodies on social media, accusing both a merchant ship shale, sailing in international waters and Libya's Coast Guard of failing to help the three migrants. Uh, is, is this uh, something that we're, we're seeing more and more of?
1: Well, we're, we're, ser- we're seeing enough for it to be deeply concerning. It's both the treatment of migrants um, who need rescue. It's also um, we don't know exactly the condition of migrants who are being held in uh, detention centers in Libya. They're estimated five to 7,000. And what it what it amounts to is an effort to outsource control of, of the flow of migrants to Libya where there is little capacity and little oversight. Um, so we aren't able uh, to really know what kind of standards are being followed as people are detained or people are rescued or not rescued. Um, what it underscores is the enormous risk that people are taking and the importance of not just figuring out how to stop the flow or how to process people more efficiently, which is part of what the European leaders are focused on, but also, and I would argue more importantly, how to address the issues that are driving people out of their homes and how to focus on solutions for Libya um, European leaders agreed at a summit two weeks ago to do a number of things, most important of which I think is boosting investment in Africa to help that continent uh, really uh, address some of these core issues that are driving people out.
0: And are, are those core issues the usual suspects, uh, violence and poverty?
1: Exactly. But at the heart is governance, and that's true in Libya, and that's true in the main sources of this out-migration, including places like uh, Niger and Chad, um, but also migrants from Bangladesh, from Afghanistan, are coming through Libya. It's such, a, it's such a well-oiled smuggling machine that it's a magnet for people who are seeking a better life.
0: Yeah, largely because there's not really much of a functioning government there, right?
1: Well, there are two competing governments in Libya, neither of which has much control over their territory. and really, the epicenter for all of this in Libya is in the South, which is pretty much the main operation centers for this network of smuggling um, operations controlled by various Libyan tribes, namely the Tuareg and the Tebu. And they have done this for you know decades, many decades. Um, it used to be nominally under control when Gaddafi was uh, uh, in power, but now it has um, become uh, it, you know, a machine that pushes drugs and illicit goods of all sorts, arms, and uh, most tragically, people. Um, and unless we address the governance and the security problems in the south of Libya in particular, this machine will continue.
0: And, as you say the uh, uh there's a conflict economy that's arisen here and and this this trafficking has become very lucrative is is that why this is perpetuated
1: absolutely it's 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 uh relatively risk free for the smuggling networks uh very lucrative it starts getting into um also you know the oil that's available in libya and there is truly no government when I was in Tripoli. Uh, You would see people with government uniforms uh, side by side with people with the T-shirts of different militias on um, throughout the city. Uh, When I arrived at the airport, a guy with a T-shirt of a militia took my passport, for example. So they're they're quasi-government, and it's overall a sense of lack of control of any of the core functions.
0: Uh, so what what can be done about this at least from from where we are? Is there much the United States can do or or that private citizens can do to to try to turn this around or put a stop to this
1: well it's it, it, Europe has taken this up with great vigor it's obviously continuing to undermine their political um, stability, and we're seeing that particularly uh, in germany and and Italy with the recent elections. They did have a summit. European leaders uh, agreed at a summit several weeks ago on a four-step program of how to deal with this. I believe that it will take, however, concerted international focus, including participation of the United States, to help resolve the core problems both in Libya and in the rest of the continent. Um, What I heard from uh, government officials with whom I met in Tripoli is is a plea for the United States to support resolution of uh, the conflict that exists between two competing governments in Libya right now. And also in Tunisia next door, uh, where I also visited, uh, you know, this is one of the few success stories coming out of the Arab Spring. And as long as Libya is on its long shared border, uh, with this lawlessness and corruption, it will continue to uh, threaten this democratic transition of Tunisia.
0: All right, uh, certainly an issue that uh, we need to keep an eye on and uh, probably needs more more uh, attention than it's been getting. Uh, Nancy Lindborg, thanks as always for talking with us.
1: Thank you, Kent. Good to be with you.
0: Nancy is uh, president of the United States Institute of Peace, and you can find her on Twitter at Nancy Lindborg. That's L I N D B O R G.